Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. reading comes from Colossians, the second chapter. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive, together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands." This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, our God is alive. He is not dead, he is active, he is not lazy, and he certainly is not passive. You see, God, he does the picking, he does the choosing, God pursues sinners, he is the one that comes to us. This, my friends, is precisely the focus and the theme of the season of Advent, for the word Advent means to come. Now, we know that Jesus came to us some 2,000 years ago as he was born into the flesh and laid in a manger in that city of Bethlehem. We also believe and teach and confess that Jesus will come back for us someday at some future point. But perhaps what we may often overlook or take for granted is that Jesus continually comes to us Christians in the here and the now. What this means is that contrary to what many well-meaning Christians believe, we, yes, you and I, we as Christians, we as humanity, do not pursue Jesus in this Christian faith. We are not like a sad little puppy dog chasing after his owner. That is to say, our squeaky clean good works do not elevate us higher to heaven. Our spiritual meditations Do not wiggle us closer to the heart of God. And our analytical thinking, well, that analytical thinking does not and cannot allow us to wrap our minds around God himself. We humans are sinners, and as sinners, we do not come to the Lord. We actually can't. We are not good enough. We are not spiritual enough. And we are certainly not smart enough. So if we cannot come to the Lord, how does he come to us? 
Well, yet again, contrary to what many in the church believe these days, Jesus does not, I repeat, he does not come to us in a still, small voice. He does not come to us through impressions and visions and thoughts and emotions. So if this is true, how does the Lord then come to us? Well, this Advent season, we're going to be briefly examining three ways in which the Lord comes to us in the here and the now. That is to say, we understand that Jesus came to us in Bethlehem and that he will again come to us someday in glory. However, for our midweek Advent services, we're going to consider how he comes to us right now through three very real and tangible and definable things. The sacrament of baptism, absolution, and communion. So, dear friends, as we know, Jesus was born so that he might die on the cross and rise from the grave for our salvation. And so, what happened some 2,000 years ago, starting in Bethlehem, in Bethlehem's manger, and finishing at Jerusalem's cross, was the victory of Jesus over sin and death and the devil himself. Jesus accomplished salvation once and for all at Mount Calvary, yes, at Mount Calvary, with that cross and that empty tomb. But here's the catch. Here's the catch that we must understand this evening. If you run back to the cross, you will not find forgiveness given and distributed. Indeed, let me repeat that one more time so it does not slip from you. If you run back to the cross, you will not find forgiveness given and distributed at the cross. That is to say, the cross is where everything was accomplished. Everything accomplished for you and for me, but it is not where it is distributed to you. The Lord does not expect you to build a time machine to go back to the cross of Mount Calvary. Instead, the Lord, in his gracious goodness, has chosen to come to you and distribute the benefits of the cross through his word and sacraments. And so, dear friends, it is quite simple You do not travel back in time to Mount Calvary through time machines or through your remembrance or through your imaginations. But the Lord, he actually comes to you in the present tense right here, right now. In 2019, he comes to give and bestow upon you that very forgiveness that he won on that cross. And he does this, again, through baptism and absolution and communion. What this means is this, is that if you want the benefits of what Jesus accomplished for you at Mount Calvary, look no further than your baptism. Isn't that great? Look no further than your baptism. Salvation has been placed right on top of your head with the water and the word. Your baptism is where the Lord comes to you and connects you to the accomplished victory of the cross and the empty tomb. Think of it this way. When you were baptized, it was not just a mere splash of water to satisfy an old, irrelevant religious rite. Baptism is not something we do to satisfy the piety of old grandmothers. And it is not an act of our obedience towards God, as so many foolishly believe. Baptism is not, I repeat, it is not our pursuit of Jesus. Instead, when you were baptized, the Holy Spirit 
came to you to create faith in you, get this, while killing you by Christ's cross, burying you in Christ's tomb, and raising you in Christ's resurrection unto life. God be praised. God be praised indeed. What this means is that baptism is an advent gift. It is the Lord coming, I repeat, it is him coming to you to give you salvation. It is the Lord coming to you in the very present to kill and to bury and to raise you according to the victory won at Mount Calvary. Baptism where is where? Baptism is where you are given the Holy Spirit. And so your baptism is not a mere event recorded in a scrapbook. It is not an old-fashioned rite listed in a dusty church record book, but it is a present, ongoing reality of the Lord's possession of you, of each and every one of you as his own child. It is your daily identity Baptism embraces your entire life as you make that sign of the cross to remember that you are marked as one of the redeemed because Christ plucked you out of darkness and put you into the kingdom of light through the water and the word. So dear friends, when sin and death and the devil, when they, when they come at you to threaten you and instill fear, you shall remember that the Lord came to you in baptism to snatch you from the devil, to mark you with his name and give you the benefits of Mount Calvary. In fact, amid the continual attacks of sin and death and the devil, you can say this, sin, <laughs> sin, disturb my soul no longer. Satan, hear this proclamation, death, you cannot end my gladness. I am baptized into Christ. I am baptized into Christ. Dear baptized saints, the coming of Christ and the Spirit in your baptisms, get this, is greater than whatever sin and death and the devil can come at you with. One more time. The coming of Christ and the Spirit in your baptisms is greater than whatever sin, death, and the devil can muster up against you. You see, the world will come at you with mirages and lies, but your baptism comes to you in reality and truth. The devil comes to you with ugly accusations, but your baptism comes to you with the sweet assurance of Christ. Death comes to you with a cold grave, Your baptisms come to you with eternal life. Advent, yes, Advent, it is all about the Lord who came to you long ago and will come for you again someday. And it is also about the Lord who comes to you continually in baptism and absolution and communion. The Lord comes because he is alive. He is active. He is the one who pursues you so that, so that you may be his own. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org 
or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.